Good morning. We are live for an episode of Coffee with Craner, and today I have a special guest, Minister Monty McNaughton. He's from Lampton, Kent, Middlesex. That's his writing, but he's really no stranger to Windsor, Essex. And in the past two years, he's been here for multiple occasions. One where he announced job protections for Canadian military reservists leaving their day jobs for deployment, and another announcing major changes to the second career program that helped laid off workers, unemployed workers, establish new careers and become trained in the workforce, providing really up to $500 a week for living expenses to those in those programs and many other resources available. But Minister McDonald's no stranger. And if you're watching, he's the Minister of Labor Training and Skills Development, was also the Minister of Infrastructure, got his start in politics in 2011. Minister McNaughton, thanks for being here today. Well, Lyndon, great to be with you and all the folks from uh, the Windsor-Essex uh, region. It's a uh, second home uh, for me. Of course, I come from southwestern Ontario, but you're right. We've spent a lot of time, I know, with the mayor, uh, Drew Dilkins, our candidates down there and, and our labor partners as well. Well, we're, we're, ha we're happy to have you back virtually. And uh, Minister McNaughton, I start every single episode with a question relating to coffee. It fits the theme. Where in Lambton, Kent, Middlesex is your favorite place to grab a nice cup of joe? Well, I, I love coffee. Uh, so one of the reasons why we wanted to do this uh, today, I'm a big coffee drinker. I've got two favorite places, actually. Um, the Little Beaver a restaurant, which has been around for many years. My daughter and I go there almost every Saturday morning for coffee, sometime with my parents. Uh, also, Roy's Coffee Shop in Strathroy. Both uh, serve a, a great cup of coffee. Awesome. Sounds delicious. And if I'm, I'm in the area, I'll have to check it out for sure. Um, but But to get started here, what really inspired you to get involved in politics? I know you ran in 2007, elected in 2011 as an MPP. How did that all start for you? Well, for me, it started uh, much earlier than that, actually. I remember uh, being in elementary school and uh, reading about my grandfather, uh, Jack McNaughton. Uh, he passed away uh, a number of years before I was born, but he was a local uh, entrepreneur, started a, a hardware store, um, uh, an auto and farm supply store, the local bus lines. Um, but most importantly, he was the reeve of our a small town, uh, Newbury, for many years. And he really inspired me to get into politics. He spent literally uh, the last two decades of his life getting a local hospital built uh, in Newbury. And uh, 55 years later, uh, that hospital still going, uh, four counties, health services. But it was reading about my grandfather, his dedication to the local community, uh, doing things that, you know, really... Um, help families for generations to come. Uh, so that's an easy one for me. Uh, my grandfather inspired me. Wow. No, def definitely inspiring and having that role model growing up. And uh, you men mentioned hospital, so I'll be remiss not to mention it, but uh, Windsor-Essex has some really significant investments coming up in the future. A new hospital, $5 billion electric vehicle battery plant that your government and, and uh, the federal government announced. Uh, there's a new bridge coming. A lot of exciting announcements. But I want to talk to you about the EV battery manufacturing plant for Windsor-Essex. As your role as Minister of Labor Training and Skills Development, what does this mean to Windsor-Essex labor force? Well, I, I mean, I'm really excited about this. Uh, a $5 billion uh, investment, the largest in uh, automotive history uh, here in Ontario. Uh, Premier Ford has been working closely with the, the federal government, but also with uh, LG and Stellantis to uh, land this electric vehicle a battery plant uh, down there. And uh, this is going to mean uh, great paying jobs. I mean, jobs with pensions and benefits for uh, more than 2,500 uh, workers. Uh, this is why we need to continue to 
encourage young people and others to pick up careers in the skilled trades, because if we want to build back uh, a stronger, better Ontario for uh, workers and for businesses, we need to ensure that we have uh, skilled workers to uh, ensure that we're filling uh, these jobs that are going unfilled today. So this is a great news for the region, great news for uh, the province of Ontario, and, and I know there's going to be more to come. Definitely. And speaking of jobs and skilled trades, um, aside from the jobs that will be created with the, the battery manufacturing plant, um, I had a question that came in a bit before we had the interview and somebody was wondering, what would you say would be, if you could maybe give off 10 or five, what would be the, the top five or 10 skilled trades roles uh, that you would encourage people to go to go into in Ontario? Well, great question. I mean, we're really on a mission uh, to get more people into the skilled trades. These are meaningful careers, uh, lifelong careers. Uh, in many cases, they pay six figures with a defined pension and benefit. This is how we can build uh, strong families and, and stronger communities uh, in Ontario. Uh, there's more than 140 different skilled trades uh, to choose from. I think of those skilled trades workers working in uh, advanced manufacturing, like those jobs that are coming uh, to the Windsor-Essex region with that new uh, EV plant. Uh, I think of the construction trade jobs. I mean, we're going to be short 100,000 workers uh, in construction uh, over the next 10 years alone because, you know, we're really putting out an aggressive plan to build more infrastructure, roads and bridges and a broadband high-speed internet, a more natural gas expansion. All of these projects, if we want to get them done on time and on budget, we need uh, the workers uh, to pick up careers uh, in the trades to do these projects. So these are, are great careers. There's 140 uh, to choose from. And really my message is not every young person has to go to university to be successful. A career in the skilled trades uh, offer a lifetime of uh, opportunities. You can start your own business. You can travel uh, Canada and you can be damn proud of what you build. No, def definitely. And I see you have some construction hats behind you. When you're out talking to those in the skilled trades, what, what do they tell you about their roles and, and working in Ontario? They're proud. They're so proud of what they do. I often talk about uh, my good friend who uh, is an insulator, a part of the insulators union. He's working uh, in Sarnia, uh, building the Nova chemical plant, which is a $2 billion uh, project. There's all kinds of businesses coming back to Ontario, expanding here uh, because of the policies of uh, Premier Ford and our government. But for the first time in his career, uh, he's going to make $200,000. Wow. He has the defined pension and benefit. Uh, there's thousands of opportunities out there. And it's important that we let parents know, uh, guidance counselors and educators and young people, that these are, are great careers and there's just thousands of opportunities out there. And you can be really proud uh, of the work that you do. Definitely. And how do you see Ontario's skilled trades industry really changing in the next five to 10 years? There's massive investments. Uh, Yesterday, they announced uh, new transmission lines, five new ones, or a few days ago in the Windsor-Essex region. There's so many major projects happening in Ontario. How do you see skilled trades trade, uh, changing in the next five to 10 years? Well, there's a, a number of challenges uh, we have in Ontario. I mean, there's a lot of business coming here, uh, a lot of businesses that are here that are growing. Uh, back in March of 2020, uh, 200,000 jobs were going unfilled. Today, it's about 340,000 jobs going unfilled. I mean, tens of thousands of jobs uh, in southwestern Ontario alone. One in five jobs in Ontario by the year 2025 will be in the skilled trades. And the, the challenge we have is that one in three journey persons today 
is over the age of 55. So we have all these people that are, are retiring. That's why it's important that we continue to promote uh, the skilled trades. Two major initiatives that our government is doing, we're introducing the skilled trades uh, in grade one. It's going to be part of the uh, education uh, curriculum and Minister Lecce uh, has announced that in the last few weeks. But secondly, uh, back in September, I sent dozens of recruiters into every single high school uh, in the province really to compete head on with university recruiters, just to talk about the pathways uh, into the trades, um, ensuring that people know that there's 140 different trades to choose from and, and really how you get there. Wow. And, and one thing that, that caught me off guard is you mentioned a skilled trades program for those in grade one. What Can you tell me about what, what's that about? Well, we know that um, young people actually make a decision in grade seven and eight about what career path they want to get into. That's wow. why it's important to uh, get into classrooms at a much uh, younger age to talk about the skilled trades. Um, I, I know on a personal note, I've got an eight-year-old daughter uh, a couple of years ago uh, with my neighbor who's actually uh, in the skilled trades, we built a, a tree house. And, you know, she was so proud of the work and we introduced her to the tools and she was carrying lumber and of course working safely. But um, it's just important that we really encourage young people and just open up the opportunities uh, to them because many young people uh, and the parents don't think of the skilled trades as a first career choice, but they should. Yeah, no, that's a, it sounds like a great program and, it, and it's great being in grade one because students are so imaginative at that age. It allows them to really, uh, you know, test out the waters at a young age, but also just get thrown into something and, and understand what, how roads are, are being built and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think of, you know, the automobiles of the future, which is going to be a, a big part of the Windsor Essex region. I mean, there's great uh, careers in the skilled trades, um, running, you know, robotics and, and the technological advancements. I mean, manufacturing has changed a, a lot. These are, are great careers. And of course, it's a big part of our economy, not only in the Windsor-Essex region, but right across the province. And it's great to see these companies coming back and expanding here. Absolutely. Now, just reflecting back, because we, there is a provincial election on the horizon that I imagine you're aware of. Um, <laughs> But reflecting back four years as minister, I, I mean more years because you're also minister of infrastructure, but if you could pick really one milestone or accomplishment by your ministry in the past four years that you're really, really proud of, I know it's hard to pick, but what would it be? Well, I have to say too, uh, Lyndon, uh, the first is that uh, under the leadership of Premier Ford in our government, we've really been able to work with labor, with business and government. I mean, I'm a big believer that everyone has to work uh, together. I think of the labor shortages in the trades. We need to be working with our union partners, with uh, contractors in industry like Stellantis and LG uh, and all those others, um, and to have government there uh, as well to provide uh, programs to encourage people to get into the trade. So Labor, government, and business working together, I think, is a, a great accomplishment that we've been able to do. And then secondly, I'm just really proud of the uh, improvements we made uh, to the skilled trades to really send that message that these are great opportunities. I mean, I, I think often that we're spending $1.5 billion as a government over four years to get more people into the trades. That's $1.1 billion more than the former uh, government did. So 
it really is our, our mission and we're making a, a lot of headway on this. Definitely. And how, how important is the relationship uh, with the Ontario government and uh, unions? Because I know that it can be rough waters sometimes. How important is that relationship? Well, I think back of my first uh, three months on the job uh, after Premier Ford asked me to be the Minister of Labour back in June of 2019 after that one year at Infrastructure. And I spent literally three months uh, meeting with uh, more than 100 uh, Labour leaders from across Ontario, many uh, from the Windsor-Essex region, whether it's the building trades or Unifor uh, and others. But it's just important that we all work together. Um, we all have challenges around uh, Labour shortages. Uh, but also, I think of the Windsor-Essex Hospital. I mean, the building trades uh, and the thousands of workers down in the Windsor-Essex region um, are going to be really happy with this project because it's going to mean thousands of uh, hours of work for their members. So there's a real economic benefit to these projects, but also a benefit to improve society. And I think that's what unites uh, labor, government and business. And with, with these major projects happening, do you see other types of like, yes, it's benefiting Windsor-Essex, but how do you see it benefiting, you know, other parts of southwestern Ontario? Well, exactly. I think that's the exciting thing about uh, these new industries that are coming, especially around electric vehicles. I think of uh, a trip that I just had in northern Ontario. I was in Timmins, Kirkland Lake, and Kappas Gasing, and the mining industry is going to be uh, booming because of these investments in southwestern Ontario. So this is going to provide jobs right across the province, not just in the southwest, where obviously we're going to benefit from those new plants, but uh, across northern Ontario and even uh, in the GTA, where we have a lot of international headquarters uh, located. So this is going to be game changing for uh, the province of Ontario, good for Canada, but most importantly, it's going to be good for workers and their families. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, I have a final question, uh, just because majority of my audience is, is youth and there is an election coming up and can be a bit nerve wracking, uh, scary to some individuals voting for the first time. What advice can you share with those youth really looking to take a more active role in this election, but perhaps they have no idea where to start, unsure of which party to choose? It's tough. How would you how would you advise them? Well, certainly. Look, I, I've been there before. I started at a young age uh, volunteering for my local uh, PC party candidate uh, in my riding. We've got three uh, amazing candidates running in the Windsor-Essex region. Uh, John in Windsor-West. Uh, we have Andrew Dowie, of course, a councillor in Windsor-Tecumseh, and uh, Anthony uh, Liardi in Essex. Um, volunteer for a local uh, candidate. I mean, obviously, um, I would encourage people to help out uh, Premier Ford and our team, but just get involved knock on doors, install signs. And, you know, now with the uh, progress with social media, it's really hard to, or sorry, it's really easy uh, to be engaged. I think of the people that are following uh, this interview today, but really just pay attention, uh, get involved and uh, every vote counts. This is going to be a, a really important election about the future of Ontario, especially for uh, young people. And this campaign is really going to come down to who, uh, which leader, which party is going to build the future of Ontario. Absolutely. And I think that's that's excellent advice. And, and June 2nd is, is coming up quick. I, I appreciate your advice to some youth that are that are looking to get more involved in campaigns. And all the advice today that you brought to the table, Mr. McNaughton, so happy to have you in the Windsor-Essex region. I wish you all the best um, in the coming months. Well, Lyndon, thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing. I think this is incredible uh, reaching uh, young people and their families. Uh, well done. Uh, thanks for all your work. And to everyone listening, 
uh, stay safe, um, enjoy the uh, opportunities that are out there and get involved in the election coming up. Fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Fricknan. Those watching, thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you very soon.